Praise the Lord. Uh, well, good to be back. Uh, it's been about three weeks, almost three weeks. Um, uh, I, I, I came back last night uh, around 9 p.m., got home around like 10.30 p.m., uh, and here I am. Uh, it's great to be back. I, do, I did miss home. I did my, miss my family and also our church family. Uh, so I'm so glad to be back, and I thank God that I came back safely. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, though I did join you guys, uh, worship uh, through YouTube channel, um, again, uh, it's good to be back. Praise the Lord. How are we? Amen. Uh, yes, uh, it's been very successful um, missions adventure uh, last uh, two and a half weeks, and uh, though I was the only one from this church on the field, uh, I, we, we, but we know that all of us were participating what God was doing in the Philippines. Uh, you were participating, uh, we were participating as a church through prayer, uh, through faithful service in the church, and also through financial support. I mean, some of us, some of you uh, gave to the mission's work, and um, it was spent uh, for God's kingdom and to bless people there. And uh, it was a very successful mission trip. And I'll give you a full report in, uh, and debrief after service, so please stick around. Uh, so we will do that right after the service. Uh, but I can tell you this, through your kingdom participation, many people in the Philippines were helped as well as blessed. And God will not forget your hard work and the love that you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. As we read, uh, we want each one of us, each one of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. And verse 12 says, we do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. So let us continue to be faithful in what God has given us and also to help God's people uh, and continue to help them so that he will be glorified and we will be continue to be blessed. And it is time for us not to be lazy or to be satisfied with what we've been doing, what we are doing, but it is time for us to continue uh, to bless the world in and through our lives as a church. Amen? So the question still remains, are we going to continue to be faithful? And there are a lot of things to be done for the kingdom work of God. Um, as we know, the title of today's message is Tuloy, Tuloy. Tuloy means in Tagalog, uh, it means continue. Uh, today, I want us to think about how can we continue in His promise, in God's promise that He's given to us, and how can we be faithful until the end. So I would like for us to think about how we can effectively participate in what God has given us as a ministry, as a church, uh, especially through our ministry of the gospel and missions. And may we learn to equip ourselves with the truth of the Bible to be effective kingdom workers. So here we go. In order for us to be faithful 
in order for us to continue what God has given us, I believe first we need to remember who you are. Turn to the person next to you and say, remember who you are. First, we need to know who we are, our identity in Christ Jesus. As we know, because Christ died on the cross, rose again from the dead, now we have life. We are God's people. We are redeemed. No longer we are under the power of sin. Though we are in the presence of sin in this fallen world, no longer we are under the power of the enemy. Now we can live a life of a freedom which right before I went to the missions, uh, I've been talking about that, if you remember. That we are free as Jesus Christ has set us free. We are saved so that we can actually understand who he is and have relationship with him. We can continue to love him and to be loved by him, and we all do have a personal relationship with God because what Christ has done for us. Now, understand this. We are not just saved to have a personal relationship with God, but also we are saved to participate God's mission, what God is doing. Sometimes we call this God's mission in, um, in Latin term, missio dei. It means God is God's mission. What is God's mission? God's mission is to save the world. Save the souls. Take away sins of the world through Jesus Christ. That the people will receive the gospel message so that they can understand who they are in Christ and they can actually have a relationship with God. And that is what God is doing right now until the judgment day when Jesus Christ comes back and really make everything straight. And we know that we are not just saved to have a relationship with God and and have and as a children of God, but also we are saved to participate in the kingdom partnership, which is part part be participating God's mission. And knowing who we are in Christ is a really pivotal uh, start of being effective kingdom workers. And I think we really need to understand who we are. We are saved by God's grace through faith so that we can participate in what God is doing in Missio Dei, God's mission to save the world. I don't care how old you've been uh, Christians, whether you are being Christians for a couple of days or Christians for many years, all of us, we are called to participate what God is doing. So we need to remember our identity. But how often so many Christians, we forget who we are. We forget that we are for him. We forget that we have a relationship with God. We forget that we need to participate what God is doing in this world. How often so many Christians today, like forgetting who we are in Christ Jesus. As I was sharing messages and encouraging and even meeting with some of the church leaders in the Philippines, same problems is everywhere. The problem comes when we forget who we are in Christ Jesus. Maybe in the midst of all kinds of busyness in our world, and as we are trying to live our lives, and as we're trying to follow our career, a lot sometimes we forget who we are. That we forget that God has saved us so that we can not just have a good time in this life, no, but so that we can participate what the kingdom work, which is to save the world through the message of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it true that whenever we are having difficult times in our lives, it's because we forget who we are. 
What does the Bible say who we are? Though actually, if you turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, this is what God said. You are a chosen people. Did you know that we are chosen by God? That we are, we are before you were created, the Lord somehow in his sovereign plan, he has chosen you so that we can have faith in Christ Jesus. God did not save us because we are so special. God saved us because he is gracious. He is loving and kind. And somehow, in God's sovereign plan, he knew who you were even before you were formed in your mother's womb. And he has chosen you so that you can have faith in Jesus Christ to be saved and to participate what God is doing in this world. You are chosen people. Amen? Now, also, he says, you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, God's special possession. The people belong to God. That that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. So you are chosen people, the Bible says. You said you have received mercy and grace through Jesus Christ. And now we are saved. And you said you are God's people. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ, they are the sons and daughters of Christ. And we are God's people. And we are not the people of this world, but you are the people of God. And that's who you are. God says you are also holy. Because we are God's people, we are to be holy. Just like Jesus, the God said to the Israelites, as I am holy, also you be holy. And as God's, cre- God's people, we are called to be holy. holy. Holiness actually means be transcendent, be different, be set apart. We are to be set apart for God, not for this world. Therefore, we are supposed to be different. We're not supposed to be the same as other people around us. We're supposed to live a different life, holy life, because we are God's people. You know, here or in the Philippines, wherever you go, that's the biggest problems right now for the church, that we actually forget that we are holy people of God. The holiness is no longer applied in the church today. Holy means we are to be different. We are to follow the word of God, the Bible. We are to live a life that God has given us. And it's okay to be different. We are supposed to be different. And I know younger you are, you want to be part of this world. You want to be like the people around you. You want to be cool. We want to be cool. We want to be accepted by this world. But the Bible says we are not supposed to live like that. We are supposed to be different because God has chosen you to be God's possession. God, people belong to God. God has chosen you and saved you. Therefore, now we can live a life of holiness. And sometimes we forget that. And as we remember who we are, that we are the holy people of God, we are to be faithful in our calling. Amen? He says, you are also a royal priesthood. You are a royal priest. It does not mean that we are some kind of priest. Now we need to all come become a priest or pastors. No. What it means is that through your life, you are supposed to lead other people to Christ Jesus. Here comes the kingdom partnership that God has called you to be. The reason that God has saved us is because God wants us to be royal priesthood. That's who we are. Remember who you are. We are not just here to to, to worship God and feel good about ourselves. And as long as you are saved, you are great. No, you. God has set you apart. God has saved you and chosen you so that you can be used by God to expand God's kingdom. 
And for last couple of weeks, though I was the one as a representative of this church out there on the field, you were also supporting me, supporting the mission. You were participating through your prayer as you are serving this church and, and, and holding on. And as you are financially supporting, you are participating what God is doing, the God's mission. And we need to continue to remember who we are. If you want to be faithful, not to become lazy, but be diligent in what, what, what we are called to be. Amen? Now, secondly, we need to recognize what is actually happening around the world. What is happening around the world? I'll tell you, the wickedness is increasing everywhere, even in this nation and also globally, even in the Philippines. And that's something that I was realizing in, as I was praying and as I was ministering. We really need to recognize what is actually happening today. Meaning, we need to know our time, where we are. The Bible says we are living in the last of the last days. Meaning, the, 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 the time of the, the day that the Jesus Christ will come back is actually very near. How do we know? We see the signs after signs. Especially what Jesus has taught us in Matthew chapter 24. Even 2 Timothy, Paul talk about that the times of the last days. He says, people will be the lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, but treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying its power, these are the signs of our time. And Paul was writing about today. And if you continue to read books, book of John, continue to read the Revelations, you will clearly see the times are near. And as a church, we really need to wake up and really understand, recognize what is actually happening around the world. I think our brother Tommy was praying that our nation is falling into very wicked culture. Why? The times are like this. The enemy is real, and enemy is trying to destroy God's people, God's church. And not only that, enemy wants to really bring down the whole world, the whole humanity with him. And that is why we need to recognize what is actually happening. There's a spiritual battle going on everywhere in our culture, even political realm. I mean, war, rumors of wars and wars. And not only is just being physical destruction we're talking about, I'm also talking about the spiritual destruction, that we are so materialistic here and everywhere that we forget who he is, who God is. And that's what we are facing today. And as a church, what we are facing in our country even, that, that, that we are in the times where, uh, times when the people of God, oh, the church is are literally dropping or literally distorting the truth of the Bible. And this is the time that we are living in, and we need to recognize our time. And we need to, be, we need to wake up. We need to be alert. We need to be uh, uh, to ready to move on and ready to live a life that is worthy of our calling. So let us wake up and recognize the time. And I tell you, as I was traveling, uh, I saw so many needs. I'm not just talking about the physical needs. Yes, the Philippines is a third world country, so people are very poor, and the poverty is everywhere, and the people are suffering, obviously, for that. But you know what they need? It's not really money. What really they need is the gospel. What they need is the revival 
amongst God's people. That means it's not just in the Philippines, in the East, in the West, in America. This is our mission field. Recognize our time. Recognize our mission field. Where we are, this is where God has called us to be, to expand God's kingdom. Why? Because God is not being honored here anymore in our, in our country. People are literally going against God in these last days. As we are recognizing what is happening, we need to understand this is our mission field. We are to share the gospel in and through our lives. And we are to really let people know this is not the way that we should live. We are to live a life of worship. Recognize the time. Look around you. Don't just go to work every day. Don't just go to school every day thinking that, oh, I'm just part of this world. This is what's happening. I'm just going to live on. No, wake up, my brothers and sisters. Recognize what is happening. The spiritual battle is raging on. And everything is really going down against God's people. And we need to wake up and really live our life with the conviction, with our faith, so that we can really expand God's kingdom by sharing the gospel in and through our lives. Recognize the time. I saw, her, I saw the urgency of the gospel even more as I was traveling, uh, even our, because I was going through the San Francisco to, uh, to, the, to the Taipei, the Taiwan, to, 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 uh, the, to the Philippines. Met so many different kinds of people, even met some of the American people in the Philippines. And as I was talking to them and thinking about them and praying with them, realizing that, man, there is urgency urgency of the gospel so many people are in need of the gospel and as i was thinking about our church as i was thinking about our neighbors i was thinking about the our, our chicago land my brothers and sisters as gospel is as is the power of god unto salvation for those who believe we are to share the gospel not be ashamed of the gospel amen it is really important for us to recognize where we are chicagoland North Shore, where we are, is our mission field. And we really need to recognize what is happening and participate what God is doing. Thirdly, we need to remain in where God is. Let me just explain a little bit more. I'm talking about the promise of God. We must remain in his promise upon our lives, upon our church, through his calling. And let me ask you this. What is the promise promise of God upon you? Yes, as you have a personal relationship with God, God does promise you certain, certain things case by case. Those who are going through the hard times, perhaps the Lord is really promising the protection over you, promising provisions. And those things are great. Yes, we do have a promise of provision. If you're God's people, God will provide the things that we need to seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. And God's going to to lead you and and guide you. There's a promise of guidance. There's a promise of protection. And that is good. But we know that the summary of God's promise is the very presence of God. What God is promising is this. I will be with you wherever you go. Didn't what Jesus said? Jesus said before he he left this world, ascending to heaven, he said, I shall be with you until the end of the age. Now I will never forsake you. I will never leave you alone. I will be with you until the very end. And the guaranteeing deposit of that promise is what? The Holy Spirit in, in, in all of us. 
The Holy Spirit is in us. No, and we know that now that Jesus is with us until the very end. And that is the promise that we hold on to dearly. That means we need to remain in where God is, meaning hold on to the promise of the presence of God in your life, no matter what is going through in your life. The name of Jesus, another name, name of Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus is with us. Holy Spirit is with us. That's the promise that God has given us. And we as God's people must remain in where he is. What I mean is we need, to be, we need to stick with God. We need to be attached to God. We need to make sure we build our relationship with God in Christ Jesus. Just like Jesus said in John chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Just like the branch must be grafted, it must be attached to the vine in order to survive and to bear fruit. We are to be attached to Christ. We are to continue to every single day, remain in where he is, meaning build your relationship. Get to know God more. Search him if you are confused about if you really have a relationship with God or not. You need to remain in his promise of presence. He will be with you. He is with you if you are a believer of Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that all of us will continue to Really remain in his presence. Amen? That is why the Bible says we need to persevere. We need to continue. We need to seek God and seek his presence. And he said he'll be with us until the very end. Remain in his promise. Amen? He is with you. Last but not least, we need to refocus on what God is doing. Refocus on what God is doing. Meaning being faithful in our calling. What is our calling, my brothers and sisters? We are to build this church, the church that God wants us to be. The biblical church, Christ-centered church, apostolic church, mission-focused church. These are something that we need to continue to remember. As I was visiting many churches in the Philippines, same message I taught them. This is what I said. We need, you need to remember your calling, what God has given you, and you need to refocus every single time. And some, one of the, the churches, they did not even have the missions and visions. And I said, if you don't know what your mission and vision, you have a problem. As a matter of fact, I said, why don't you write it down and put it in the church so that the people can come in and look at it? Just like our website, if you go, we can, we can see our vision, we can see our mission, we can see our core values as a church. And we need to continue to focus on that, what God has called us to be. You need to remember the, that, 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 that what God has called us, our calling is. You need to remember who you are and what you are supposed to do in and through your life. We are called to be God's people. We are to be a blessing to the world. We are to share the gospel to the people around us in our mission field, which is the Chicagoland, more specifically North Shore areas where we live. That's the starting point. 
Amen. Also, God has called us to do the missions in the Philippines. And some people say, why Philippines? And I said, I don't know. God told us to go, therefore we went. If God tells us to go to different places, we shall go. We just need to obey what God has called us to do. Amen. What is God is speaking to you? If you're just coming to this church and, oh, I'll just feel good and I'll learn about the Bible, yes. But you need to really expand your, um, your, your mind. You are called to go and make disciples of all nations. You are, go to, you are to go and seek God's people who are in need of the grace of Christ. And that's what we are to do. So don't forget your calling. Don't forget what you are called to do. Not only you are called to just have a relationship with God, you are called to participate what God is doing. God is doing something great. As, I was, as I'm going to be sharing uh, after service in our debrief, what God is doing in the Philippines, you should be excited, yes. But I want you to remind you, God is doing something here in, in your life as well. God is doing something great in, an, in your life. Maybe some of you do not even recognize what God is doing in your life because you have forgotten who you are. Because you are not with Christ anymore in His presence. You are not remaining in His promise. That is why. And you are not recognizing what is actually happening. But if you remember who you are, recognizing what is happening, and if you're really holding on to the promise of God, I will tell you, you will know exactly why you are here, your calling in your life. And God is doing something in your life, and He is going to continue to do so. And we need to recognize that. We need to understand that. We need to focus on that. And then God is going to really use your life to bless the world, bless the people around you. And we need to recognize that. Make sure you focus on what God is doing. That means you need to seek Him. That means you need to pray. That means you need to be intentional about your calling, intentional about your life, where you live. Just don't just go on without thinking, oh, I'm just going to do whatever I need to do. I'm just going to make money. I'm just going to get a job. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to raise my family. Yeah, all that is important. Know why you're doing it. Why do we do all these things? Because we have a specific purpose and calling. That is to know God. That is to participate and do, do what God is doing. What is God doing? I kept telling you, God's mission, God's mission is to expand God's kingdom. How? Through the message of Jesus Christ. That is your life is for. That is the reason why you work. That is the reason why you raise your, you go to school. That is the reason why you are actually living every day. That is the reason why you make money. That is the reason why we are here today. So that we can worship God and serve Him and participate what He is doing. In something you need to recognize that, unless you recognize that, your life will be meaningless. Though you have meaning, you will never know you have meaning in your life. No wonder people who do not know God, they are living life of meaningless, like zombies. They don't even know why they exist. They, all they can think about is pleasure. All they think about is materials. All they, all they think about is what? Just mere American dreams. 
Oh, I just want to feel comfortable in my latter days. I want to retire a certain age. I want to have a good house. I want to just enjoy things. That's not what we are here to do. Those are tools. Those are the secondary things that God has given us so that we can enjoy. But those are not the main thing. No, you're calling. You are chosen people. You are royal priesthood. God is saving this world. Therefore, you are to participate and do what he is doing. No wonder Jesus said, I no longer call you servant. You're not slave anymore, just slave, mere slave anymore. You're my friend. Because friend knows the master's business, but the slaves, the, the servant does not know the master's business. Man, God is even in, 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 in inviting us to be his partners. And we are forgetting who we are. We are not recognizing what is happening. And we are not remaining in his promise. That's why we complain. That's why we forget. That's why we just do whatever we like. And guess what? We are living a life of meaningless, purposeless. One of the privileges that I have as I travel, I meet so many different kinds of people, different ethnic groups. And it is fun experiencing different culture. I actually had to spend some time, a couple of hours though, uh, in, in Taiwan. By the way, everyone thought that I was Chinese. I do look Chinese more than Korean. Even in the Philippines, everyone thinks that I'm the Chinese Filipino. Like everywhere I go, they all speak Chinese to me. That's why if you come to the uh, Chinese uh, Chinatown, even in Chicago, you'll be well treated because people will think that I'm Chinese. I get more food and more services, better services, because I do look like Chinese. And in, the, in, the, in, 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 in Taiwan, even in Taiwan, I was actually having a conversation with a man Actually, it was a couple. Um, as I was in the Starbucks working on sermons and working on my presentation, debriefing presentation, these two couples were bothering me and talking to me. And first, they started talking to me in, in Taiwanese. And I was speaking, I was replying to them uh, in English. So I told them, actually, I'm not Chinese. So we were just having a conversation. They weren't Christian. They asked me why I was there. I said, I'm just going through, I'm going back to home, going back home. And um, basically, why they were asking me about my trip in the Philippines, even what I do in, in Chicago. And basically, I shared the gospel with them. I said, the reason I'm doing this is because I believe that God has called me to do this. And they were successful business. They had a successful business, international business, import and export. So he was going to New York and coming back to uh, Singapore, and they live in Taiwan. And uh, basically, uh, you know, we're just talking. So we got to the point of why, why we do what? Why do we do things that what we do? What's the purpose of all this? And they were just saying uh, we, they want to send their kids to America for their education. And they want, you know, uh, to move, in, move to the states because, or move state or the Singapore where they're politically more stable. 
and all that, which is good. But I challenge them. The very reason that we are here today is because of what God has done for us. And unless we find Him, we will never understand the very purpose. Even in the Philippines, as I was meeting with many people, even the American people who are visiting in the Philippines, who everyone, does not matter across the culture, across the ethnicity, one thing I realize, people do not understand their purpose. They're just living purposelessly, traveling, enjoying, purposelessly. And they think what they have is great. My brothers and sisters, that's not who we are. Don't forget who you are. Remember, what is, remember who you are, what God has called you. You are God's people. And if you are God's people, do not forget your calling. Do not forget your purpose. You have a very purpose to live. That means every single day we wake up in the morning, we need to remind ourselves, refocus on why we are doing what we are doing. Even today, you are worshiping here. Why? Oh, it's a habit. Oh, if I don't come, the PJ is going to call me. Is that why you're here? Oh, my parents are Christian, so I have to be here. Is that why you're here? As a matter of fact, when I was young, I used to go to church so that I can see ladies. There was only, I was a teenage, young teenager, and there was a lot, of, a lot of boys went to church because the girls in the church. Especially, you can't really see any Koreans in school, so you go to church to meet Korean girls. Whatever the reason. But why are we here? You might have some reasons. But you have to understand, Jesus is the reason. Gospel is the reason for our life. We are God's people, remember. Know what is happening around us. Recognize what is happening. And remain in his promise. He promised you that he'll be with you. And also, therefore, refocus why you're here. Amen. Why we are here. People are lost, my brothers and sisters, around the whole world. They do not know why they are here. They're living every single day in their routines, in their hopes and fantasies to get more things of materials. That's not what we are here to do. If we know those things, Oh, we can be faithful. And Bible said this, God is not unjust. He knows what you're doing. He knows your struggles. He knows your hard work. He knows your life. And he's not going to just leave you. He's going to help you. And that's why the writer of Hebrews says, we want each one of you to continue to diligently seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Continue to give yourselves for the very purpose that we have in the gospel. What we are hope for. We cannot be lazy. We cannot waste our time. Oh, some of people, so many people that I met, they're wasting their time. They're wasting their lives. So many talented people, so many beautiful people out there, they're not realizing why they're there. And they're wasting their lives. What about us? 
By the way, more I travel around the world, one thing I realize, man, it's so blessed to be in America, blessed to be in this environment, blessed to be in this country. But let us not be too comfortable to the point where we forget. Let us not be distracted and become lazy. We need to wake up. We need to be diligent. We need to continue to participate what God is doing. We need to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. It is my prayer that we will never be late, become lazy and waste our lives, waste our time, waste our talents, waste what God has given us, waste all the resources. But we will diligently live our lives for Jesus Christ one by one, one step at a time as we seek out for one heart at a time. And then somehow, as God is not just, He will never forget what we do here. He will not forget your, what you are doing in your life. He will not forget your hard work to help and, and expand God's kingdom by helping others and by raising your family, by building the church. He will not forget. And the Bible tells us there will be reward. And through faith and patience, we will make sure to get it at the end. Amen? Good to be back. But there are so many things to do, so much things to do for the Lord. So as a church, it is my prayer that we will not stop here, but we will continue, continue to love God, continue to, to love one another, continue to build a church, continue to seek out, continue to participate, continue to worship the Lord our God as God's people. Amen. Let's pray.